You're listening to Art Bank on 95BFM. That was Jonathan Bree with You Are The Man, and before that, of course, uh, Prince's Raspberry Beret, the 12-inch mix with those lovely violins in there. We can jump into our first interview of the morning. Uh, I spoke earlier in the week with Lindley Edmedes and Saskia Leek about their new book, Bordering on Miraculous. Uh, if you're not familiar with either of these two, uh, Lindley Edmedes is a poet, essayist, and reviewer, uh, the author of two collections of poetry, As the Verb Tenses and Listening In, both longlisted for the Ockham New Zealand Book Awards for Poetry. Uh, Saskia Leek has an MFA from Elm School of Fine Arts and has exhibited uh, blah, 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 <laughs> and has exhibited widely internationally. Uh, she's a Walters Prize nominee and had a uh, a national touring survey uh, about 10 years ago, coming up on 10 years, uh, that travelled around the country. Um, both, you know, very established figures in their fields and uh, Bordering on Miraculous from Massey University Press brings them together uh, as part of Lloyd-Jones' Cododo series, which pairs an artist and a writer for each edition. Uh, yeah, really wonderful series. I spoke to Bruce Foster and Chris Price last year about uh, their book, The Lobster's Tale, and so it was a pleasure getting to speak to Lindley and Saskia on Friday morning. I'm going to jump into part one of the interview now about Bordering on Miraculous, which is the fourth entry in the Cododo series. You know, it's such a specific project, pairing a visual artist with a writer. Did either of you look at previous entries in the Cododo series when you started thinking about Bordering on Miraculous? Lloyd, when he approached me, sent me his and um, Ewan McLeod's book pretty early on in the piece. So I had a pretty good look at that. And likewise, I think he sent they sent me a copy of that, and that was just after that one had come out. But then, you know, the the next one with Paula Morris, and the next one with Chris Price and Bruce Foster. Um, I was just very aware of those when they came out, so I did pay quite a lot of attention to them um, just to see how they'd worked with the the form. Yeah, and of course they're all in the same format, same number of illustrations and pages, so it was a good indication of where we were heading or what we had to come up with. And I get the impression that you wanted to avoid any direct literalism or a sense of, you know, illustration. Was there a conscious rewriting or resequencing once you started to compile the monoprints with the poems? Well, I think we decided quite early on that we didn't want direct description. We didn't want um, illustrations and, I guess, what you'd call, like, ecrastic poems that, that respond directly to the the pictures while they sometimes their starting points they they kind of they're pushing off from those um from the images or the poems are and i think i think we got to a point where when we were compiling them we didn't know necessarily which one had come first with the, the painting or the poem and sometimes they kind of that you could move around quite easily. We didn't have to put certain ones with certain ones. It was quite a rare opportunity to do, um, to illustrate a book, but without being an illustrator. You know, it was way more of a back and forth process. Sometimes the images came first and sometimes the poems came first. And I realised during the process that I don't think I could be an illustrator. I just, completely different process. Saskia, is this your first time working directly for print? No, but first time in such a major way. You know, David Hockney and Matisse both did this kind of, you know, they did book projects with poets. 
but it's kind of a rarity. And were there any kind of guidelines you were thinking about for producing work at this scale? I was actually first approached, I was meant to do it with Bill Manhire originally, but he pulled out after the first COVID lockdown. But I knew that I had to produce about 46 different images, which for me is like a lot. Right from the start, I tried to find a way to make images very quickly, and I came up with this monoprinting process. So I had that sort of in place before uh, approaching Lindley. Do you think the monoprinting reflects the kind of impressionistic quality of the writing? I think it does in the sense that we were kind of sharing sharing a process. Um, she was working quite fast, and I, I took that on too and tried to kind of mimic that in my process that I would I would just write a poem really roughly and then I would give it to her, which is usually I would never hand a poem over that quickly. I would sit with it for a long longer and play around with it and try and edit it and tidy it up. So I guess it was trying to kind of mirror the process in which Saskia was making the work. And I guess the the impressionistic nature kind of wore off on me in a way because I was spending time with the pictures and kind of meditating on them as I was writing. So some of the motifs started coming through and and, uh, references to colour because I think that's a really important part of of the work too. You just had a a baby, Lindley, when you were writing this and that, you know, comes through in a lot of uh, the subject of the writing and also the subjects of, you know, so there's so many domestic objects both in the painting and in the poetry and I was curious whether the kind of you know the domestic everyday takes on a particular like allure when you're caring for a newborn which is a very different experience yeah I think that's a good question um I guess becoming a mother was quite it changed my outlook on everything and it was also it also coincided with COVID so Everyone was locked down, but I was locked down with a child <laughs> as well, which was kind of good because it meant that I wasn't missing out on anything as well. I knew that everyone was stuck at, at home. But it just meant that I started to think about that world in a new way, which was that the domestic stuff is that is real, that is that is life. And so much of what we are encouraged to do as writers, I think, particularly in a very, still a very patriarchal world, that the domestic is not kind of relevant so suddenly we're all locked down and then I'm locked down with a child and here's this child picking things up and looking at them or you know staring out the window and just the sense of wonder that you can't help but get from that I think made me start to realize that that's that is the miraculous you know the the kind of existence within within those spaces and without those spaces none of us would be able to move out into the world and actually do anything anyway. The book as a whole reminded me of um, the films of Stan Brakhage. I don't know if either of you are familiar with his work, but he claimed that he remembered his own birth. You know, that sense of childhood wonder really comes across. Is that idea of a child seeing the world something that uh, spoke to you, Saskia? I related to the same the same things, you know, having my own child. Also, during the process, I was diagnosed with breast cancer, so... I had quite a um, domestic, locked-down existence around the same time. Similarly, just appreciating very simple, everyday routines. There's a great degree of tessellation and these kind of pattern-making techniques you use in the monoprints, and they feel quite lent to those sort of domestic subjects like the bricks, the mugs, 
from what I've experienced with your painting, that feels like it's quite specific to this collection of works. Do you think there's a relationship there between pattern making and kind of repetition and those domestic subjects? Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of things are carried over from my um, general painting practice, but then there are some new motifs creeping in through Lindley's writing as well. And I think that idea of repetition is really important, actually, the, the kind of, you know, the repeated tasks, but also the um, the repetition compulsion that we all have, especially as children, to say the same thing over and over again or do the same thing over and over again as a kind of practicing life, if you like. But then um, there's a kind of, um, well, my, my academic background is in looking at Gertrude Stein, of course, she was obsessed with repetition, but she, she said famously, there is no such thing as repetition, it's only insistence, um, which I think I kind of mentioned that at one point in the book. Um, so there's definitely that coming through, what I'm drawing on, I guess. And that touchstone of Gertrude Stein is interesting because Gertrude Stein also blends a kind of fascination with, with memoir or autobiography or personal experience with this you know, rigid attention to language and something I was curious about was how for you Lindley some of this quite complex emotional material I think particularly of the unsolicited advice given to a mother and how that fits alongside more formalist wordplay. Yeah I guess that was just the the situation you know like trying to navigate that space in a new identity you know having these conversations with Plunkett nurses telling me what to do and midwives telling me what to do and trying to navigate my critical voice in a world that didn't really welcome any critical voice, I guess. And so kind of finding solace in, in writing poetry where I could play around with the language that was being used um, and then find my own way through that. Yeah, I mean, I think that early childhood experience is is so rich and full of experiences that never happen any other time and yeah often it's not dealt with very well at all and I think I think Lindley's done such an amazing job of of mapping out things which will be so um familiar to anybody who's had a baby everyone's an expert (laughs) everyone's an expert it's hard to find your own self in it sometimes I think and to marry that self with the self that was before too so that was Saskia Leek and Lindley Edmini's discussing Bordering on Miraculous, and we've got some more of that conversation coming up later on. If you are just tuning in, Bordering on Miraculous is a new book collaboration between Lindley and Saskia, and it's out now from Massey University Press. We're going to jump into a quick track. This is Full of It, The Pleasure Magenta, and then we'll be back into that conversation. Yeah, I'm full 
Magenta full of it and we're going to jump back into my conversation with Saskia Leek and Lindley Admedes now discussing their new collaborative book Bordering on Miraculous. There's this immediacy and this spontaneity to the book as a whole. How do you both feel about that when you produce this piece of work and then six months or a year later you have to kind of return to start talking about it? With any project like this, I mean, with with books in general, you know, that you work really hard on something and then it goes through the whole process of editing and printing, publishing, and then you and then it comes back to life again. Um, but with this project, I don't. I think it's partly because of the collaboration. I don't feel bored with it in the way that I have done with previous projects. I think it still feels really fresh, and I think because I can look at the pictures as well. Like I don't just read the poems and go, oh actually I should have put a full stop there or that should have been a line break there instead of there. I mean, I feel that with the images that I, I'm recoiling a bit and seeing things that I would have done differently. But yeah, with Lindley's poetry, definitely very fresh still and finding new things all the time. And so nice to have the fresh response of people seeing it for the first time after so long. There's often, like you, you said, Lindley, a, a strangeness where you, you're so excited about something and then you just have to put it on ice. And it's it's nice to hear that you do both feel like you're coming back to it with an enthusiasm and that the collaboration has produced that. Saskia, I think about nine years ago, your survey show started and travelled around. And that's, you know, quite a marker. And just producing something like this, where you have this, you know, rapid fire production, making so many images in such a short amount of time, was that informed by having your previous body of work closed off now? <laughs> I didn't really think about that. Yeah, I don't know how to answer that, really. The survey show seems so long ago now to me. Yeah, it's quite a strange thing. I mean, I think whenever I talk to someone who's had a survey, it seems like quite an alienating process. That went back 20, 25 years, and some of those paintings, it's, it's like a different person made them. And um, sometimes that's a good thing, and sometimes it's like seeing a next boyfriend or something. You can't be the same person anymore. And there's also the quality of, you know, a survey is quite collaborative, but ostensibly painting is not normally collaborative. And I was wondering if that affected working on a book project like this at all, that do you have experience collaborating in such a close way on something that will be 
seen as a singular artwork. I mean, I really enjoy collaboration, actually. I I really relish it, but you don't get a, get a chance to do it very often with painting. It's true. I mean, yeah, painting's quite a lonely life in the studio by yourself. And Lindley, you're the editor of Landfall. Do you think the nature of your role there is collaborative? Yes and no. I mean, certain parts of it. I'm the sole reader of the work that comes in, so um, I just get the big pile and I work my way through it and I decide what goes in um, and what go, what doesn't go in. And I don't have to justify that to anyone, which I find quite freeing. So no one, no one else knows what isn't there, if you know what I mean. Um, so it's kind of like a dirty secret I have, like that I've got this other stuff that is still in the pile. But then once we go into editing and copy editing and proofreading, that's when it starts to get collaborative. And I do a lot of that with Otago University Press, um, who kind of oversee the whole project. Um, but then on the flip side, you know, the, the kind of the solitude of that, sometimes there is a, um, an anguish that comes with it, which is, is this piece any good? I actually don't know. I've read it too many times now. I can't really see it. And in which case, a couple of times I have gone and asked other people, like I've asked the publisher at the press or the person who comes in to do the copy editing, who's a freelance, I've said, you know, am I, am I right in including this or is it actually really bad? And usually they've come back and said, no, no, I really like that. That's worth keeping that. Um, it's a kind of a, a, a roller coaster of a process too. Were the two of you working much with the series editor, Lloyd-Jones? At certain points we did work with him. Um, because he's a writer, he had more to say, I think, about the writing than he did about the painting. Um, yeah, that's so true. I did have a bit of back and forth with him early on. Um, he wanted to see kind of what was coming out, you know, how we were thinking this project through. Um, yeah, but then he did step back at a certain point um, once we'd had a, a couple of other readers of the work, um, once he knew that it was kind of on the right track, I think. Yeah, I mean, as I said before, I, I really got in on the tales of um, Bill Manhire, who originally had picked me to work with but then decided not to do it so at that point I said oh I'd still quite like to do it can, can I nominate somebody else <laughs> and then I got in on those cocktails <laughs> yeah, what, uh, what was it you know about Lindley's poems that wanted uh, that made you want to nominate her Saskia I felt like we could maybe give each other enough space Bill's initial offerings the work he'd sent me when we first started working on it, were quite narrative-driven, which I, I actually found quite tricky because, I'm, as I said, I realised I wasn't an illustrator and probably anything I was going to do was going to be a bit more bleak. Um, and I thought Lindley's work worked very well in that regard. Uh, and, and also I just had this idea that I knew Lindley had just had a baby and I thought about when I just had a baby, how much I would have really liked this kind of project to do. Um, and, and I thought it would be also very helpful to have somebody in the same town so we could meet up and, you know, have more to do with each other. Do either of you feel like your relationship with the other's field has been changed by this collaboration? Yeah, I'm reading more poetry. And also just the, the whole way that it's made me do something different with my own practice has been quite helpful. I didn't do very much drawing previous to this, and so just having a new, very quick way of working has, yeah, has really added something to my usual painting practice. Yeah, likewise, I think um, I've always been interested in collaborating and, and kind of um, 
I guess, conceptual art and process art. Uh, and I think this project coincided too with taking over the editorship of Landfall, which one part I'm really loving about that role is engaging with visual artists. Um, I have to choose two portfolios and a cover, which I... Um, I, we don't have submissions for that. I just go out and find artists. So my attunement to that world is, is a lot stronger than it was before. Um, so I'm just spending more time thinking about the visual world, um, which I, I love. I did a, a degree in photography like 20, 25 years ago. Um, and I, it's kind of, I'm kind of a failed photographer, I guess. I love it, but I was very driven in regard. Um, so it's just, it, it's just like a, a pleasure. It's a real pleasure to be this work. I was kind of ready to to, to push my own work into slightly new realms. I think um, conceptually, so this was a really good um, moment. I think for me to, to move into more conceptual work, less less lyric, I guess, less lyrical. So that was Lindley Admedes and Saskia Leake, and their book bordering on miraculous is in bookstores now. Uh, yeah, it entered this uh, came out this week. So check that out. It's absolutely beautiful and a really intimate, subjective reading experience. I'd highly, uh, highly recommend it. We can jump into a track now. This is Aldith Harding's She'll Be Coming Round the Mountain. 95 BFM's Art Bank. 